Good afternoon. This is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast. Today is Monday, June 29th, and I apologize. We were doing in my house a little painting and a little uh, do flooring for a couple of my rooms, and one of them was uh, my blessed room where I uh, do my podcast. So it feels great. Nice, clean look. Jesus loves it. Mary's here, too. The whole family. <laughs> but anyway, unfortunately, in the crisis of the world, things are not going great. But, uh, well, first of all, uh, this, you know, I always do my little commentary first. And um, t- th- this past Sunday's uh, uh, gospel and homily uh, at St. Maximilian Kobe, it, w- it was great. Part of the reading, uh, it was, it was uh, not only blessings, but the, they will get a reward. And one of them was uh, prophets. And you don't really hear that term nowadays. People don't say, hey, I'm a prophet. Well, some do, but those are usually the false prophets, unfortunately. And it was a story where, you know, I go to a lot of conferences and where a priest uh, who was an assistant many years with uh, uh, St. John Paul II, and he told a story where he could hear the conversation talking, I don't know, it was back and forth, but he heard definitely uh, Pope John Paul II uh, talk to our Lord Jesus Christ. But he never made that public because I guess it's frowned upon that when we're talking to people who you don't physically see or, yeah, I don't know, we may have heard him, but, uh, and you have a lot of great saints in the past, who uh, gave us, you know, full analysis, St. Faustinita is one of them. The diary of St. Faustinita, I'm happy it's right here, is beautiful. A lot of things that was given to, by Jesus directly to her. Now these are considered uh, uh, private revelations, so the church doesn't demand us to recognize it, but it may be a good idea in some of them, especially on Divine Mercy Sunday, what all that gives us, and even Divine Mercy. Our Lord gives us so much for divine mercy where all our sins are forgiven and even our punishments on Divine Mercy Sunday. So that's a really big deal. I, I was trying to tell everyone about it, and unfortunately, people don't always listen. Unfortunately, those who need to listen don't. I, I think I've mentioned this a few times. I was you know, on Facebook uh, sending that message out beforehand to uh, some of my Facebook friends. And, you know, sometimes you have Facebook friends you don't really know that well because they're friends of the friends of the friends. So there's one person I sent it to, and she says, good for you. Good for me? <laughs> I believe it already. It was good for everyone, especially this past uh, to My Mercy Sunday, where, yes, we had the difficulties where we couldn't go to church, couldn't have communion, couldn't go to confession. We couldn't do all the things that states to have this greatest God's mercy that he gives us on that day. Well, you know, she says, good for me. I know about it. I did it. It was all you had to do, basically, on this past Sunday, uh, Divine Mercy Sunday, which was a few months ago. It's the Sunday after Easter, anyone doesn't know. And uh, it was great. I mean, it was really great. But... I knew it already. I knew you had two, basically two prayers and uh, 
that was the majority of it. Just because we're going to have a communion, so you could do the spiritual communion. You couldn't go to confession, so you did the act of contrition. Two prayers, basically. And you would have got the graces of Divine Mercy Sunday. And to keep it in perspective, from that day, from the day you were born to that day, all your sins and punishments would have been wiped out. And even as I stated, some priests, some pastors don't even believe that. Now, what, why do I believe it? Because, well, first of all, you're talking about two saints, St. Basinita and uh, St. John Paul II believed it very strongly. He believed it so much, he created that Divine Mercy Sunday, the Sunday after Easter. And he's a canonized saint, besides being a pope. So, you know, it's not just things. And um, now, getting into the news. I don't, you know, I, everyone is, of course, a free will to vote who he wants. And, but, you know, and uh, those who know, know me, I, I was an analyst for the government for 15 years. And so I have kind of that analytical mind. Does that make me a prophet? I can't say that. I'll let someone else say that. But I'm an analyst, so I analyze everything. <laughs> That's what I do. This is what I think. I wonder what is going to happen in the future. What does this mean? What does that mean? Hmm. Good, good morning point. Because sometimes facts change. Um, I guess you all heard today about the, the Supreme Court ruling uh, about the case in Louisiana and. And on the outskirts, it, you may think, well, it just meant about, you know, if uh, the, the woman could have a doctor that's not part of that facility, you know, whatever that is. You know. And uh, because sometimes, sometimes they, they require that in like most cases. But, you know, they overruled it. And, and also the things that back four years ago when we had a similar case, when John Roberts voted against it, even though it was passed, he was in the minority. But somehow, this reason, this time, he decides to change his opinion because he doesn't want to be political, but just the opposite. Now, something that didn't seem to me as important back in, I believe, like this in March 12th, when the minority leader of the Senate, that's a, like the second most powerful position in the U.S. Senate in the United States of America, stated that the two conservatives, judges, that was appointed uh, under Trump, they should be fearful if they vote against him. Basically, he's threatening two Supreme Court justices. Now, back then, I didn't, it didn't mean much because, yes, we had coronavirus, but no, we didn't have this, this uh, strike where uh, people want to get rid of police they want to get rid of the courts. They want to throw away the Constitution, basically, of the United States. Some people believe, why do we need the Constitution? Wow. So back then, it didn't mean it now that they're playing it over again and you're putting everything together. This is the analytical part. You may have data in the past and, you know, you just put it aside. Well, it's not that important. You know, it's just talk. But then now that talk becomes a little bit more important. And you 
you have to realize, and then I did, I even mentioned, I did a, a podcast uh, uh, last year, it's called The New, New Civil War. I also did one on the positive side where uh, that we basically, we could, we don't have to bear our crosses after the, you know, the 10, after the thousand years when Jesus comes back. And that's what we are hoping for. So in, in that podcast, that by the way, it is considered my. Uh, let's see, I don't know if I'm going to happen here. It's like the, oh, here it is. I apologize. I'm looking now. It's actually uh, I, I I posted it last April, April seventh, twenty nineteen. So way before anything was happening. And the title was, and you're welcome to go back to it. Is one day we will end our crosses. So I talked about that. You could say that future time. So when Jesus comes back, and this is that, you know, if my analyst thinking, can you say it's prophecy? You could say that too. I have uh, 42,090 views. So right now it's my number one viewed podcast. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was only recorded last year, and I've been doing this for over 12 years, so uh, it hit a note to people, because even back then, people want to know, when the Lord comes back, what is it going to be like? Well, you have to go by the Bible, what it states, and basically, it states there'll be no more sickness, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. I mean, it's like a life of bliss, heaven on earth. And this is not what I say. This is what Jesus says. But how I got that that way was, and I took a took a picture. I can take it again. Uh, my rosary beads, the little cross, fell off. Now at that part point, it, it really didn't mean anything. But then, a few days later, one of my friends and uh, former coworker, hopefully future coworker. Uh, he told me a story without knowledge of what happened to me that his cross came off his rosy beads. Now, as an analyst, I say, well, I could do it. That's the probability. It doesn't mean anything. This means it just broke. But another person who I knew was in a few days, the same thing happening. To me, that was God trying to get my attention. And of course, he did. And then from that attention, I. Uh, basically recorded that uh, podcast. So, you know, am I having voices talking to me? No, I don't say not, no. <laughs> but through the Holy Spirit, I think he guides us. And things like that, you know, sometimes they're a little more stronger than others because, you know, God and through the Holy Spirit, uh, he knows I'm a little dense. You know, sometimes and most of the time, it needs to be, you know, happened two times, me once and, my, and myself and somebody else. So, you know, it wasn't just myself seeing this or hearing it. So it wasn't like, well, I just made it up. <laughs> it just came. No. God wants my attention. But I'm, I'm sure if he wants my attention, he wants all of our attentions. But the question, are we listening? You know, sometimes people talk so much and I'm, I'm one very bad at that, which is Kind of unique. That's why maybe he has to do it twice. I'm a poor listener. If you ask my wife, that's probably the worst thing she says about me. I don't listen. I don't let her talk. And 
and which is a bad thing. You know, I have to work on that stronger, much stronger. But God wants to get our attention. Now, I think it helps when you're praying <laughs> and you're going to the sacraments and you get a closer relationship with God. One of uh, uh, the pastors in Max, uh, uh, Kobe, and I always report this, Father Jeff, and I heard he's better and hopefully he's, he's back at church again. Uh, that he said, if you want to be a friend of Jesus, you have to know Mary first. And that's what I did. I knew Mary by consecrating myself to Mary through Jesus with the book 33 Days in Morning Glory. Also, uh, St. Uh, Louis de Montfort had a book, and I did that too at the same time, and I've done it multiple times. Matter of fact, we were going to do it again this year, but as things happen, we can't even meet. So hopefully maybe after all this is over. But the point is, you could say that's a kind, that's kind of like a prophecy because that means the world has to come to an end before there's a new beginning. And the same with the new civil war. I mean, we have an opportunity now to hold off, <laughs> and I say politely, to maybe to end times. But the other side, the far left, they want to take down the whole police department. And you know how that's working out in Seattle, right? People dying, murders up, same way in New York City. They want to take away a billion dollars. Look what that's happening. More death, higher crime. Chaos. That's what the other side wants. Chaos. They use the opportunity of a poor man's death. Where they even the family stated, they, and this doesn't brought up in the news too often, that, that Floyd worked with the officer at a club. They were both bouncers, security, security bouncers. And they had some runs. So with bad blood between both of them, it had nothing to do with black or white or cop or, you know, individual. It was just two people, you know, regretted each other. And that turned the whole country upside down because you had a, an element of the country who couldn't wait. I mean, in the, I think it's the manifesto, in the Communist Manifesto in 1917, you can't let a good crisis expire. You know, if it's a good crisis, they're going to go after it. Because look at it. And the Democrats love the crisis because they figure this is how they're going to get the power back. But the problem is, once you let these people in, just ask these Democratic mayors and governors, once you let the crisis comes in, then it will expand. And what they want is not a good thing. They want to destroy our Constitution. Our Constitution. Now, what does that mean? Oh, you're innocent until you're proven guilty? So from now on, it's going to be you're guilty until we decide you're innocent. <laughs> That's going to be the new law. So you got to remember that everyone has acknowledged, and I mean, even the Democrats, in a way, to keep them hidden. Is Biden? He he he's. I mean, I'm up in age too, not as old as him, but uh, you know, he's he's not ready to be president anymore. I mean, that was it. He needs to retire. But now they want to use him because then they forget whoever the VP is. Boom, you know, that's going to be really the real president. And they're going to get the agenda, the far left agenda. They, I mean, the things that they want to do, I don't think you really want to do. You really want a, a country where 
the justice. Oh, and now one of the biggest things too, people, you, you know, these are homeowners. You know, they, they want to take away your home. And how they gonna, how can they take away your home? It's just, oh, no. They could call it the zoning. They're going to change it from private residence to apartments. So change the zoning. They tear down your house. Boom, you get, you know, might be a market price for, uh, if you're lucky, uh, for the property. Or it could be like Venezuela or Cuba and these dictators take it and, uh, oh, well, goodbye. That's what happened to my wife's family. Uh, my father-in-law, when he was in Cuba, he had a house. He had a little business going, a little store. He had an apartment building, a little apartment building. He was doing pretty good. But you know what Castro Brothers and the Communists did? They took everything away. And you know what he got for that? Zero. Nothing. So those of you who think, well, I'm comfortable in my house. I got a nice house. No. They, believe me. If it keeps going far left, that's going to be taken away from you. So, you, you know, you got to think twice. You know, you may not like what the uh, president states, and I, I agree with you. I mean, some of the things he says, you know, should it be said? It's impolite. It's not diplomatic. We like our politics diplomatic. Even though behind the scenes they're saying a lot of stuff we don't even want to know about. But the American people want diplomatic presidents. Like how President Obama was very diplomatic. Choice. Remember Choice? And then behind his back, when the mics went off, he talked to the Russians. Hey, don't worry. If I get reelected, we're good. Really? So it's double standards. Now, one thing about this president, the things that he promises, he does. Just listen about it. And some really good stuff. And by the way, you know, that $1,200 check that he signed, I, you know, I even my fellow liberal uh, Democrats, I'm not saying I'm going to give the money back. <laughs> or uh, uh, the $600 a week extra for unemployment. Things like that. And then that's just some of the things now because of coronavirus. But he was doing stuff before that. More jobs, cutting taxes. First thing that the uh, Democrats say, and everybody knows that, the taxes are going up. We don't need more taxes. I mean, and they're going to say, oh, does it hit the middle class? No, it hits everyone. Because we're middle class, and it hit us hard. And we have to kept having to pay taxes and taxes and taxes. Every year, we have to pay more taxes. And I mean, I just have Social Security and a small pension. And I had two part-time jobs, and I'm not even making any money now anymore. So, you know what I'm saying? That this, But anyway. So we have a dramatic choice. That's what I say. Pray for the United States. I'm going to pray for divine mercy today. So pray for the, that the people of the United States realize what's going on. You know, it's funny. They always think of you know the double standards, and you won't you won't hear this in the major market news media's, the local channels, ABC, NBC, CBS. You won't hear it from them. Of course, CNN and MSNBC. You definitely won't hear it from them. And uh, it's amazing. It is totally amazing. And uh, we got to pray about that. Really, really bad. So uh, we're going to do divine mercy. And let me get the roses out. 
so the point that I was trying to say about well, finite rosy beads, I was putting everything away, so I have to get it back out again. Uh, it's the big, big things that, that's coming up now. So how uh, Roberts changed his mind to appease the, 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 the Democrats, the far left. I thought that was kind of crazy. Oh, and, and the Democrats about the, uh, abortion. Now, they're the first ones to tell you about abortion. The woman's right. The woman has her right. But then in other issues, like uh, they, they pick, you've got to go by the science. It's got to be the science. Well, guess what? You know what the science show about abortion? That you're killing human beings. That's what the science showing. But where are they putting that? Putting that you know, I hate to say it, but you know, if God is coming, he's not going to be too happy about that part, about the union of a husband and wife, the battle and the family. He's not going to be happy about that. See, all these things is not in line with our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're not aligned with God, remember what God said, you're either on my side or that side, which is Satan. So, I, you know, I would be very careful what have your decision. If you, where you want your country to go, I'm just going to, we have a democracy. You know, you best well have a democracy. And they voted that guy in, the socialist. And guess what happened? They can't eat. They can't drink. Everybody, all the people with money came here and was down here. And the other people left. For people, they don't have anything anymore, and and it's it's the same way with going to church. Oh, you can't go to church. No, it's you know no, you'd be spreading coronavirus, and you know you can't have more ten people together. Well, guess what happened? You have the demonstrations before. You had thousands of people together. A lot of them didn't even have masks, and sometimes they said the mask doesn't even really help you. That's only when uh, to help, not to give it to somebody else, but you still could get it. <laughs> so it's like, so you have thousands of people. Chances are you're going to be getting it. That's another reason why it, it could be going up. Young people demonstrate. They haven't even talked about that. No one mentioned a word. Not even. I would like some one person out there, a scientist, say, "Hey, this guy's never did it. They haven't gotten it. No." Or have they? I don't want to do a conspiracy theory, but. You know, I think they sort of look into that. But the point is, and even a federal judge said, you can't have it both ways in New York. You can't say, well, you know, church, you can't go to, but demonstrate is fine. A federal judge in New York, and New York is, you know, kind of a Democratic liberal uh, state. And uh, no, couldn't do it. So, you know, those couple very big points I think we should look into, and do you really want your country to be an anarchist? Do you want to lose uh, the Constitution of the United States? I mean, they were, they were getting George Washington, our first president, and the one who, who won the Revolution War. I don't know if still part of the British. We have the queen and king here. We will be obeying. <laughs> Hopefully, eventually, we've gone out. But, you know, you know the point. And uh, and what was their problem? Freedom of religion. That's why they came over here to the United States. It wasn't the United States, but why they came over to to uh, this great continent. And uh, and then, of course, taxation was our representation. That was another big thing. So they didn't want to be part of the, they didn't want to be part of the kings and queens of religion. 
which they made from the Catholic Church because they didn't, King Henry didn't want, the, uh, he wanted divorce, so he made his own religion. That's good reason to have a religion, aren't you? That's really godly. Sorry, that's not so godly. I don't think Jesus is going to be too happy with those who, who left his religion to go to somewhere where you could get married more than once. I mean, Jesus, you know, clearly spoke about that. It just wasn't like he didn't, well, and he said it was the obstacle of the, of the pre, you know, but it was a law at the time, the Jewish law. And he says, well, God did it because of your uh, stubbornness. But he says, what I say, and then so that kind of like, he determined that he changed that. What I say, what God put together, let no man take apart. That's a big thing. And that's why uh, you had the King of England declare his own church, the Church of England, and their own priests, their own people of go there. And then if you notice, that's why in all the Protestant religions, they allow divorce. Because they're not going by God's rule, they're going by King Henry VIII's rule, <laughs> basically. That's how it is. So God will look at all those things. I, I, can I tell you what his judgment will be? No. But that's going to happen. So that's enough of my commentary today. And if you'd like to talk to me about the commentary, you're welcome to email me at wryoung12 at yahoo.com. And you can make comments here right on this podcast at peoplepodcast.com. And... Uh, Points of view for or against? I don't have a problem. I, I've never had someone who pointed it or actually said something against it. I, I don't know. Maybe the people against it don't even listen to this podcast, which is a possibility. But you know, God bless you all. And uh, let's see where we are into this podcast. We're at twenty-six minutes, so I'm doing it on the computer and have actually. Uh, uh, 30 minutes, so I don't know. But what I'm going to suggest tonight, uh, 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 I think it's Monday for Wednesday now, to cut it back. The Archdiocese of Philadelphia, and I'll have the link, uh, does a rosary uh, starting at 8 p.m., and then afterwards they do the litany uh, of uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, and so it ends about 8.30 835 approximately. And they have about 1,100, 1,200 people. You get families who get on there, so it's probably multiple new people. And they have priests usually, and sisters, and then uh, lay people, and just families, you know, everyday families from Philadelphia and all over the country praying for this, uh, for this pandemic to end. And also for uh, the, the strife of, you know, you should never, never remember God, the number two commandments. God, love thy neighbor as ourself. That even tells you, love our enemies. When one smacks in one cheek, turn around that cheek. Now, I know that's difficult, hard to say, but that's what really God wants. And remember, there was this thing with my aunt, Sister Mary Teresa, who seemed to go to heaven. The second person to verify that was my, uh, my biological sister, uh, Susie, who said the same thing at her funeral. That is love. That was the feeling. Love. I mean, you love everybody. So heaven is love. You want to go to heaven? It's love. If you have hatred in your heart, not only not going to heaven, because you don't have it. You can't get into heaven with hatred. 
the only thing you could get to heaven with is love. And since I only have about a minute and a half to go, um, quick Hail Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great night. I hope to see you tomorrow.